God damn it, really? Hey, everybody, welcome to I'm Okay, You're Okay, I'm Not Okay, You're Not Okay. With me, Bob Schneider, and your other host, Clint Wells. You're welcome. Well, welcome to I'm Okay, You're Okay, I'm Not Okay, You're Not Okay. You are wearing well, it looks to be Elton John, Don't Shoot Me, I'm the Piano Player era sunglasses. I've decided that from now on, where I'm going to be is where the rock and roll is. Because for a while there, I was where the uh, chips were, uh, which is, I like being there where the chips are. But now I've decided I'm going to be where the rock and roll is, son. I support that. How long, how many years in the chips would you say you were? I've been in, I've been near the chips for about 13 years. Right. And now you want to be where the rock and roll is. That's nice. You can do both. Elton John did it. He did. Elton Elton John said, look, I'm going to be where the rock and roll is because I'm Elton John, but I might as well be where the chips are as well. And then he just decided for the rest of his life, he was going to be like chip guy. And you know, if you're, if you're under 40, you just think of Elton John as, oh, he's the chip guy. And if you're over 80, you think, oh, yeah, I remember Elton John. He used to blow me back in the 70s. Bing, bang, bong. Did you have like a, I saw that you did like an 80s dance party. Oh, yeah. How'd that go? It was incredible. I had uh, Laura, my wife, did a guest appearance. Mm-hmm. She's basically like, who's the chick from the Velvet Underground? She was like, that chick. I didn't know there was a chick involved with the Velvet Underground. Yeah, there's a chick with a really low voice in the Velvet Underground. Let me do my impression of the chick from the Velvet Underground. Tomorrow's parties. All tomorrow's parties. All tomorrow's parties. Dude, they were doing so much heroin when they were recording that first Velvet Underground record. They were like, let this fucking deep-toned bitch on the mic. And she's like... All tomorrow's parties. And they're like, slang some more of that fucking bing bang in my fucking wing wang, dude. Slang some more of that bing bang in my wing wang and let this biatch on the mic. All tomorrow's parties. That was New York and that was the 70s, dude. New York in the 70s? Have you ever seen that movie Warriors? It's on my list. It's at Walter Hill, I believe. Did Warriors? You should, you, you should watch it, dude. It's worth watching. It's so fun. It's all these gangs. They're all dressed up. Right. They all have their own theme. And they all get together because they're all going to unite and take over the city. Because New York back in those days, dude, everybody just thought, well, New York, they're eventually they're just going to put a fence around it. It's going to be like a penitentiary. That's where Escape from New York came from, John Carpenter. You've probably seen that. I have seen that, yeah. And I think Assault on, Assault on Precinct 13 is about New York also. Another John Carpenter movie, which is real dicey. Yeah, New York at that time was super sketchy. I went there in the 80s, and when I went there in the 80s, man, it was sketchy. And it wasn't even close to as sketchy in the 80s as it was in the 70s. Yeah, I mean, the movies that come to mind for me about like the grit of New York are Scorsese 70s movies like Mean Streets and Taxi Driver, where the picture that is being painted of that town <clears throat> at that time is real scary. Yeah. It all turned around in the nineties when Seinfeld came out and then people were like, Oh, New York's not that scary. And then now it's Disneyland. Although I've, I've been in some like dark little corners of that city, you know, just in my comings and goings. And I've found, I've found some dicey trouble. You can find some trouble still 
Yeah. If you look for it. Yeah. I was in a bar one night in Colorado and I met a dude who said I can remember everybody's name that he ever met before in his life. So I said, name everybody in your first grade class. And he did, I guess. And I imagined all those names stretched out forever, like the rays of light from a long distance sun. And I thought to myself, what have I done with this life of mine besides finding myself here on this podcast? I'm okay. You're okay. I'm not okay. You're not okay. Hmm. What do trees dream of? Do fish love? <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> Dude, have you ever looked deeply into a fish's eye? There's no more romantic creature than a fish. You know fish. what's funny? They'll fall in love with you if you look at them long Do you know what's funny for real? I have looked deeply into the eye the, the fish. I know you, the, I know the you have. Eye. That's why I said it. Let me tell you what's in there. Cold, steady, dread. <laughs> you ever been in like an aquarium and like the big fish goes by and you just look at deep into it and there's almost nothing there? It's horrifying, dude. You ever looked into the fucking heart of an octopus? Don't. If you have it, don't. Have you not seen my octopus teacher? No, I'm not going to watch that. Isabel dude, watched it. She told could, me what it is. I'm not watching it. It's so good. Watch no. it. Watch I don't, it. I don't watch super sad shit anymore. It's not I don't sad. It. It's not sad. Oh, my God. Everyone said they cried during it. Yeah, they cried for love. No, I don't cry for love even. I don't cry for shit. You don't even cry when you shit sometimes? <laughs> I do cry when I shit sometimes just because I'm having so much fun. And I haven't. I just live for those moments. Out of the gray <laughs> doom comes the brown, you know, joy. Dude, when you're a dad, <laughs> when you become a dad, when you finally like, you're like, okay, let me do all the shit that society tells me I have to do. Get married, have kids, mm-hmm. fucking make a living, bring home the bacon, fucking make ends meet, all the things. You've only got one door left to you. <laughs> and that's the door to the shit room. And you fucking, you close that shit and you'd lo- you hear this sound click and when you hear that click dude you're in heaven well they're like why are you in there for so long is everything okay and i'm like yeah i'm not shitting in here the whole time dude i rarely don't, shit in there don't, don't worry about <laughs> it. i'm just going in there to go into another dimension where i'm not having to fucking deal with anybody but you still can't even really get away because inv- invariably when i'm in there i always hear daddy where are you This is usually what I tell my daughter. I'm like, hey, Scarlito, daddy's going to go poop for four hours. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll be back in four hours. How long is that, daddy? A long time. Well, I won't be watching that film. I did watch the Tiger Woods documentary. So good. Isabel and I watched it. <clears throat> it's pretty good. Yeah, it's a sad story. They kind of gla- They kind of glaze over the ending, and then they try to make it like, yeah, he's back. Yeah. But it's sad. He never really achieved what he needed to. He yeah. didn't beat the record for the titles. He didn't beat the record for the wins. He came back and won one more. All right. Golf is such a weird game because it's all in your head. Like golfing is all in your head. And when he was banging and slanging, he was winning because he had that eye of the BD. tiger. He had the BDE, dude. He, he was walking around with straight up BDE. And then as soon as his wife was like, I'm taking all your money and I'm taking your kids half the time at least. And I'm taking all your shit. And then he had to go to rehab, sex rehab. He was like, what? And then 
no more wins for the tiger. Well, and he was getting really injured. I mean, is the breakdown of your body when you're doing that. His body couldn't really keep up with where his mind was either. One of my favorite things about the documentary, though, I hate when things cross section with MJ because, you know, my love for MJ is, you know, you know how I feel about Michael Jordan. So anytime there's someone like Tiger, who's one of the greatest at golf, there's always a cross section where they bring Michael Jordan into it. But I guess when he started to party a little bit and he was real shy and they were in some club and Tiger Woods is talking to Michael and he's like, what do I tell these girls? I don't know what to say to these girls. And Michael Jordan says, tell them that you're Tiger Woods. The end. The end. Bye. The end. So th- that's that's it. <laughs> Look, let's take this little, see this little, this little round black thing. Let's take that and drop it right after the S. Yeah. Let's just what drop do we it. call that? What do we call that? We're going to call it period. We sure do. We get, hey, listen, man, there are parts of this show where we get real into the punctuation of things because all you say to them is I'm Tiger Woods period. Did you know what most podcasts do? They don't use any punctuation. And you know what those podcasts can do? FYI? GFY. GFY. Because they're not using punctuation. Dude, we're adults. We went to public school. Yeah, we did. We know what a comma is. We know what an exclamation mark is. You right. And we sure as fuck know what a little round black ball is. <laughs> And we'll fucking drop it. We'll, dude. We'll just be moseying along, like you know those little trains that you that they have in the park that you that your kid likes to ride on that costs way too much money. We'll be on that IOK choo choo train, and all of a sudden your glasses are coming off your face and falling into the lake. You know why? Guess what? We dropped on that track. That little round black ball, baby. He right. Period. Period. <laughs> Period. It's easy. Well, I wish I. You know what? It's not easy. There's a big difference. It's simple. It's, it's simple. Not easy, it's, but it's it's simple. Yeah, because people try to do it and they fuck yeah. themselves up. Do people get fucked up trying to drop that period in there? Well, you'll fuck up your back, but you'll also sort of like fuck up your mind because it's, it's it requires a lot of different kinds of fortitude and strength. Dude, scientists are starting to realize that most people that suffer from onset of dementia they're just dropping the period in at the wrong spot if they would have dropped right. the period in correctly the way we do it they'd be like fucking what's today oh i know what today is it's today period like you can't say you know you can't say hey would you like to go to lunch with me period that requires a question mark dude so you're would you up like already. to go to lunch with me and you're dropping a period in no just go to the doctor and say Prescribe me whatever you prescribe people with Alzheimer's. Let me let me tell you how we do that lunch combo. We walk up to the most beautiful man or woman that God made. We walk straight up to them with sunglasses on. This is what we say. You, me, lunch, period. Here's what we do. We walk up to the most beautiful human being that God has created on earth and that we've never talked to or met before in our life. Mm-mm. And I'm talking about we're on the mean streets of 2021 NYC. And we'll just walk up to him and go, hey, us, lunch. And then we just reach in our pocket, pull out a little black dot, and go. Because it doesn't make a lot of sound. Yeah. And they're like, what's that? P. 
period. And then we're eating lunch. It's as simple as that. Sometimes, sometimes we're just fucking right there on the spot. Sometimes we're just, we're like, you know what? Fuck lunch. Let's just fuck right here. And now I'm fucking a unicorn. And we call that, we call that a fuck lunch. Yeah. That's called a fuck lunch. And people are like, what are you doing? And I'm like, hey, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Period. Yeah, and then we'll drop in. We'll drop in a period after. Don't worry about it. We don't have to reuse the same one. We've got you know our period. Our period pockets are deep. It's not a sentence that's going to run on. It's just don't no. worry about it. We'll drop it in there. And sometimes you put three little black dots in a row, and it's called an ellipsis, which means I'm through. Don't worry about it. Dot dot dot. Period. Dude, that's four periods. Yeah, it is four periods. Or sometimes when you put the abreve on etc., you got to put a period after that too. That's two black dots. One period for the abreve. One period to say we're done. Bye. Period. Here's where we don't use the periods. In between the G, the F, and the Y. No. It is an acronym, but we don't treat it like an acronym. We treat it like a fact. We treat it like a... Yeah, we treat it like an element. We Hey, look. Here's what we've done. We've taken a, an emotion... And we've given it an element symbol, GFY. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, wait, are you going to, what, barium? Are you going to put A point E? No, you're going to say barium, A-E, if you're a physicist or a chemist. We should say that we are recording this episode on a Sunday. Because the one that we did that's supposed to come out tomorrow, <clears throat> it was just too dicey. It wasn't even dicey. Here's what it was. Here's what, here, look. I'm a, what was it? Just know that I'm going to drop a period at the end of what I'm about. What I'm about to say, know that at the end, I'm going to pull a little black ball out of my pocket. I'm going to put it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to place it at the end of what I'm about to say. So get comfortable with that fact. If you're listening, get your, I don't know, get your life ready. Maybe unbutton your top button on your collar. You know what I mean? If you got, yeah, if you got your shit all, get loose. If you're all collared up, loosen that tie. Loosen the tie. Because here's what I'm about to say. There's a level of excellence that we're bringing to the podcasting genre or oeuvre, if you want to use that word, if you're French. If you're French as fuck and you want to use the word oeuvre, use it. I just did. And I'm French as fuck. Cool. <laughs> did you just say cool in French? Yeah. Oh, that's man. how you say. You oh, know, I know. That's how you say cool in French. I thought I was talking to a French person for a second and then I realized, oh, it's you. And then I was like, oh, you must have said cool in French. Well, cool. That was so French that I don't even know what I'm saying anymore in English because I'm starting to think in French. J'aime les pierres. Well, cool. Well, I don't even know how to talk anymore. Go on. You were setting us up for a big, for a big one. Look, here's the deal. There's a level of excellence that we don't strive for, that we demand of ourselves on this podcast. We demand pure excellence. If we do a podcast and it falls even slightly below that level, even say three or four seconds of the podcast fall below that level of excellence, gone. Bye. 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 In with all the chicks that aren't layers, all the all the male chicks that get put in the uh, you know, the grater, the grinder. You know, that's every egg that you eat, there's billions of dead baby male chicks that get ground up. They don't use them for it. They're they're like, well, we can't use these, so we're going to grind them up. And then they feed them to cows and stuff. But we take the episode, 
right in with the baby male chicks. Because here's what we don't do. We don't try to pass off some bullshit onto the consumer. A lot of people do, though. (laughs) A lot of people. How about everybody? How about everybody on this fucking planet except for us? Do we only serve up the best and we serve it up twice a week? And it's piping hot. Dude, it's so hot. You definitely want to let it cool down for a second. Burn your mouth. Don't don't burn your ear holes out. Keep that shit on the fucking windowsill for a sec. When you open up right. when you open up a fresh I OK You're OK podcast, keep it on the window shelf for at least a few minutes before you put it in your ear hole. Here's the problem though. You put that I OK You OK pie on the windowsill yeah. to let it cool off. Yeah. Here's the only problem. It cools off. You go to take a bite though, and a bear claws and maws your face because a bear came sniffing that sweet, pungent aroma. It draws bears. So just be on the lookout for bears. That's all. And when we say bear, we mean Winnie the Pooh. And <laughs> we do mean Winnie the Pooh. He's looking for a little bit of honey. We'll claw your goddamn face off for that honey, though. Everybody thinks like Pooh is like some, you know, because in the movies they portray Pooh as like this lovable, lovable dude with a old, like an old kind of charming voice. Like he can but in speak, real life, speak he's, English. He's completely insane. He has like a roving eye. Well, first of all, in real life, he doesn't speak a language other than bear. Mm-hmm. Period. Period. So like if you go, oh, it's Winnie the Pooh. Hey, what's up, Winnie the Pooh? He's just going to look at you like, are you honey or are you dinner or both? And then then you're dead. Bye. <laughs> Dude, if you see Winnie the Pooh, that's the last thing you see. Hold up. I got something in my pocket. Oh, it's round. It's black. I just dropped it in there. Period. I just dropped it in. What's going on? What are you doing? How's it going? Well, I changed the game. I changed the live stream game over the weekend by what doing. What does that mean? Well, I, I changed the I changed the game. There's live streams that happen that I've been doing for a year, and then on Friday I dropped the '80s song dance party live stream. I changed the game forever. It's like uh, when uh, Jerry Lee Lewis dropped whatever the song he fucking dropped rock around the clock or built who fucking knows who gives a shit really great balls of fire great fucking balls of fire mm-hmm. golly miss molly or whatever the fuck <laughs> where it changed the game forever that's what i did with live streams on friday so now i have to live with that what was so game changing about it <laughs> dude i'm fucking banging your pipe when dude, i'm fucking this. bill the butcher at this point Remember that scene in fucking Gangs of New York where he fucking taps his eye with the knife? Yeah. He's like, (laughs) You're like, what? Jesus Christ. Dude, how about Gangs of New York being an F minus as far as it being a movie, but then every scene that he's in is an A plus. It's the weirdest thing. I just watched that movie just, and I just fast forward to his scenes yeah scorsese's made some bad shit for sure which is perplexing to me but it happens it's hard to make a good thing it's hard to make a good thing speaking of making a good thing you got your album coming out soon you release lord of the flies that's the other thing dude i'm like looking at my instagram and people are like oh this is such a good song i'm like where have you been i've been playing this song for two years People don't give a fuck, dude. What do you mean? Like, they come to your live streams, and so they've heard you play it, but they don't recognize that they've heard it before? Yeah, it'd be like me. Like, I'm a Todd Snyder fan. I love Todd Snyder. And then he releases a new album, and then he puts it on his Instagram, and I hear it, and I'm like, oh, I love this song. 
Meanwhile, Todd Snyder's been playing it like at his shows and whatever, but I haven't like seen Todd Snyder live in years. I'm not checking out his live from the purple room or whatever he's doing, his live streams in Nashville. Does he do weekly like live streams also like you? He does. From uh, some some place called the Purple Room or something. I don't know. You haven't watched not even one of them? I would be surprised if you haven't dipped in on one. I watched a little bit of one. But he Is did, it just him and him and an acoustic? It's him and an acoustic. I, he was doing a lot of covers. When people are doing a lot of covers, I'm like, ah, I'm out. I don't I don't want to hear somebody do covers. Play your music or let me listen to the original. I don't want to hear a bunch of covers. Was he taking like requests or something? No. Just playing covers. Well, I think he did a bunch of covers of uh, the guy that died that he likes. John Prine. John Prine. Yeah, that was a big that was a big death for this town. It felt weird. Speaking of deaths, I just found out last night that Sean Connery died in October. Yeah. Did not know it. Died at nine, yeah. 90 years of age. Sounded like it might have been COVID. It was pneumonia and heart failure, but that sounds kind of COVID-y. DMX died. What? When? Mm, two days ago. Holy shit. Of 51. W- what did he die of? He had some kind of weird complications from a drug overdose. <laughs> well, there you go. Well, it did, like he didn't die of a drug overdose. He was like, hospitalized for a couple of days, and it was he was in a coma, and then he he finally passed away. They couldn't they well, couldn't get him out of it. Here's an idea: if you're 51, don't do drugs. Yeah. If you're 51, be a 51 year old. Don't be 18. Anyways, my condolences condolences to uh, his friends and family. He was a good artist, kind of a questionable dude, but definitely an original. I was watching a Mark Rubier thing this morning, which I haven't been watching much of his stuff, but. You know, since Mark Rubier kind of hit, since he broke through a little bit, you know how many guys are wearing robes and fucking trying to make up songs on the spot with loop pedals? Ten thousand. A million. Ten thousand. A million. And, you know, none of them are good because no. they're all trying to do what he did. And I was watching him this morning and I've taken a break. So I haven't watched any Mark Rubier in like, I don't know, 10 months. And it was as good as anything he's ever done. Just all of the power. He, he's like a finely tuned muscle. And it's realized like, oh, he made the thing that he's doing. He made it. So anyone trying to copy, it, it's not going to be as powerful. And anytime he's doing the thing that he made, it's powerful. He's DMX was like that. He's great. I it, it's weird. I, I did the same thing with Mark Ribier. I kind of stopped watching for a minute, but I subscribe to him on YouTube. So anytime he goes live or he posts something, I I, it pops up in my feed and I've checked out a couple things in the last week or two and you're right I, I'll, I'll watch it for 45 minutes or an hour I'll just get caught in it like yeah and he's great he's so good at it and every time I'm like kind of wanting to hate I'm like ah, oh, this probably isn't as good as I remember it and every time I'm like man this guy's just so good at it <laughs> I know <laughs> he really is oh. so many people trying to rip it off a lot of people would say that Reggie Watts is the guy that kind of started that whole thing. But I'm sure there was a guy before Reggie Watts that did it. Who knows? I mean, you kind of do that thing. No. I mean, I do it, but I don't, I, I'm I'm not breaking any ground doing it. Well, well, I know, but you, you've, I mean, you've done that for years. I mean, before Mark Ribier was even known. You also write real songs. That's like the only thing he does. Well, he doesn't sit down and write songs. All of it's improvised. It's all improvisation and it's all comedy. Right, but all, but all songs are improvised. Not really, no. 
Well, they're improvised, and then you take what you've improvised, and you edit it, and you put it together, and then you re-record it. And, but ultimately, everything that you write, you came up with at some point. Yeah. Now, you didn't come up with it all in but one But he doesn't go back piece. and refine it. He, he doesn't go back I and know. like rewrite lyrics or write choruses and bridges. It's all just stream of consciousness. He puts it all down, and he can, in real time, edit. He can dynamically pull out, like, the. he's really great at, like, pulling out the drums, pulling out the bass, augmenting his voice, all in real time. But when he records those pieces, that's it. They're done. That's different than, like, you know, Tenacious D had that problem, too. Great singers, great musicians, huge, huge, huge knowledge of music. But they couldn't sit down and write a real song. They just couldn't do it. Could Mark Rebier, like, sit down and write an album that was, like, wasn't that? I don't know. It'd be I, interesting to hear. I hate to take a hard pivot, but have you checked out this dookie chain that I'm wearing? <laughs> dude, this dookie chain is no fucking joke, dude. This is 100% solid gold. 100% solid gold color. I want to hear about the dookie chain, but we got to go to the Secret Weekly. Uh, I'm particularly interested in why it's called a dookie chain, but you'll have to tell me in the igloo. Uh, if you want to come into the secret weekly with us, you can every week. We do another five to ten minutes of talking, usually about shit we can't say on. We're going to talk about this fucking Dookie chain, is what we're going to talk about. So you can support us on Patreon, p a t r e o n dot com slash letters i o k. Bob and Clint at gmail dot com. We'll read your thing on the show, unless we talk about periods the entire time. And we appreciate you out there, and we'll see you on the flip flop. Bye. Period. <laughs>